Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and thank you so much for hanging out with me today. It has been a little bit since we've talked about nutrition. We've been talking a lot about the mindset stuff, which I love. But today, we are going back to nutrition, to endocrinology, physiology, all that good stuff. I love talking about mindset, and I actually think that it is way more important than talking about nutrition because whether you've accepted this yet or not, Our thoughts and our perspectives drive our choices, period. When we change our perspective or we change the way we think, we change the way we act. That is why we spend so much time talking about mindset. But I also really love talking about how our bodies work because when we more accurately understand the impact of our choices on our body, it stays with us and that can influence our choices as well. It's even more powerful when we combine it with shifts in perspective and the way we think, but today we're going to talk about nutrition. We're going to talk about what happens when we overeat or when we binge, and this is something that we have talked about before on the show. This is not anything you haven't heard me say before if you've been around for a while, but I do think it is very important to keep coming back to these ideas. It's not just, oh... I ate too much, better get back to, you know, my normal way of eating. There is a physiological repercussion to overeating that I believe we need to understand and acknowledge. That's what we're going to go into today. But before we do, let's kick off with my favorite workout recently and my favorite fat loss friendly meal so that I don't forget at the end. Do you have a workout that you love? I would love to know if you have done something either at home or at the gym that was super fun or a great workout. Leave a comment over in the show notes, primalpotential.com forward slash 527. That's where you can find the show notes for today's episode. My favorite recent workout was a 15-minute AMRAP, one five minutes, AMRAP means as many reps or as many rounds as possible. And the way this one worked, so I set the timer for 15 minutes, and then you go as fast as you can until the time expires, ascending reps by two. So it starts with two, then four, then six, then eight, and you keep on climbing until time expires. And the movements in this workout were the barbell snatch and the burpee. So went like this two barbell snatch, two burpees, four barbell snatch, four burpees, six and six, eight and eight, 10 and 10, 12 and 12, et cetera, until 15 minutes expired. If you're like, what is a barbell snatch? I will put a link 
to the CrossFit video tutorial in the show notes. So if you want to see what that is, head over to primalpotential.com forward slash 527 and you can see exactly what a barbell snatch is. You could also do it with dumbbells, um, but I used a barbell. Favorite meal I had recently. Okay, this one is going to make you hungry. It was so good. I went out to breakfast at a farm near me. They have a local community farm with a cafe. Prices are amazing. And all of the food that they serve is from the farm. So the ducks are from the chickens on the farm. Or no, the ducks are not from the chickens on the farm. More coffee, Elizabeth. The ducks are not from the chickens. The eggs are from the chickens or the ducks on the farm. So I had a chicken egg omelet as opposed to a duck egg omelet with inside the omelet was duck confit and Brussels sprouts and apple. You guys, it was so good. I don't think it would be something I could make at home. Might be a little bit fancy schmancy for my style of cooking at home, but it was amazing. So yes, it was an omelet with the eggs from chickens as opposed to the eggs from ducks. Inside the omelet was duck confit, Brussels sprouts, and apple. And I love that uh, at this particular restaurant, it's called Kunamesset Farm. They serve their omelets with a side of greens, a little salad with greens from the farm, which always makes me happy to have a salad at breakfast. I don't know. There's just something about it that feels really good. All right. Onward with today's episode. It doesn't really matter to me if you think about this in terms of overeating or binging or a cheat day, or a cheat meal. I hate using the word cheat with food, and it's not something that I subscribe to, but I know a lot of other people do, so I'm throwing it out there. I don't think it reflects the kind of relationship I want to have with food. I don't cheat on food. I eat it, period. There's no drama. There's no positive or negative association. It's food. I make choices, blah, simple, no drama. I used to be so dramatic about food, and I'm just not anymore because it's just food. I want to talk about what happens in our bodies when we overeat. If you're anything like me, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. I used to tell myself, eh, it'll be fine. I'll just be super on point tomorrow. I talked myself into overeating with a story about how I would make up for it. The reality is, They're totally unrelated. The choices I make today aren't compensated for tomorrow. That's not how our bodies work. And it wasn't even that it was true when I would say things like, oh, well, if I get it out of my system today, meaning I eat everything that's not nailed down today, I won't feel like eating everything that's not nailed down tomorrow. And generally speaking, that wasn't true. Yeah, I might wake up in the morning feeling stuffed and gross and not wanting to eat, but later that day, the cravings would be back. And I'd be thinking about, well, let me just finish this stuff off. And then tomorrow, tomorrow doesn't have anything to do with what you choose today. But that's more of a mindset thing. I want to point out the arguments that we use to talk ourselves into them, even though that's not what we're going to spend the majority of our time talking about today, because 
oftentimes, if we look at the way we talk ourselves into overeating, binging, whatever it is, if we look at those arguments that we use, the things that give us permission, when we are emotionally sober, so when we are outside of the moment where we want to overindulge, where we want to overeat, where we want to binge, we have an opportunity to say, is that even true? Or is that just the story I tell myself because it works? Because that's the line that is the card I play when I just want to say yes, even if it's not true. Because for me, it wasn't true that I would get it out of my system or I'd be super strict the next day. And most importantly, it didn't work. It would be one thing if overeating on Saturday was the way that I would lose weight. But that, I mean, it wasn't true, right? It wasn't true at all. So I want you to first... Think about how you talk yourself into overindulging, overeating, drinking too much, binge eating, whatever it is, when you are emotionally sober. And just consider, does that work? Is this just my story? Is this just the way I give myself permission? Acknowledge the flaws in the way that you think, in the way that you approach the decision to overeat, to overindulge. While it's very true that the world is not going to end because because you overate, because you binge, and you're not going to die because of it, most likely, probably, no promises. The other side of it is it's not over just because the sun rises the next day. Physiologically, metabolically, hormonally, there are repercussions. Just because you stopped doesn't mean that there isn't a lasting, prolonged effect on your body. In fact, there is. And the reason we're looking at this is not because I want to shame you or make you feel guilt, nothing like that. I don't want that for you at all. But I do find that when we understand the impact of our choices, we can respond differently. When I first began to understand the elevated sensitivity to carbohydrates in the morning, it changed the way I thought about things like cereal, pancakes, and bagels. And understanding it differently made saying, no, not today, to those things much easier. At the highest level, here's what I need you to understand about overeating and binge eating. There are both immediate and lasting metabolic consequences. While psychologically, it might be over, like you can move past it, okay, I'm on to the next best choice. True. That doesn't mean that your hormones, that your physiology is moving along right with you. There are consequences to the insulin reaction that you created. You suppress fat oxidation for up to two days. Fat oxidation is fat burning. For up to two days afterwards. So it's not over when it's over. The notion that a lot of people put out there that a cheat meal or a binge is actually good for you is vastly oversimplified And there's more that is untrue in that line of thinking than there is that is true. 
If you are in the camp of, I'm going to reset my metabolism by like going to town on cupcakes and ice cream and pizza. No. No, not the way it works. I always come back to this common sense perspective. How much sense does this make in terms of how we were designed, how we evolved, our Paleolithic ancestors? Gee, my body might get really used to this uh, eating when I need fuel thing, so I better confuse it by stuffing it stupid and then, hey, yeah, yeah, that's going to make it work better. No. No. Especially... For anybody who is overweight, anybody who has a goal of fat loss, one meal is not going to upregulate your metabolism in a way that compensates for the meal, right? Yes, it is true that if you slam a full pizza, the thermic effect of food, meaning how hard your body has to work to metabolize that meal, is going to be higher than baseline. Your body will have to work harder to digest that large pizza than if you had had salmon and some cauliflower rice, or even salmon and regular rice. So you do see an uptick in the metabolism, which is the argument people use. Oh, this will increase my metabolism. Relatively speaking to the other meal, but not in a way that compensates for the caloric load that you just slammed into your system. So let's just use a totally generic example here. Let's say that it increases your metabolism post-meal by 20%, but you ate 50% more than you normally would, you still made more, you did more harm than good. The benefit of shocking your system does not exceed the risk, the downside. The upside is not greater than the downside. So if you are somebody who convinces yourself that overeating is actually helpful, but your goal is fat loss, it's not helpful, right? And also, if you are somebody who, who knows that this isn't good, but you still find yourself justifying, making a case for, talking yourself into binging or overeating on a regular basis, this is for you as well. We know that when we overeat, we put our body into storage mode because we've consumed more fuel than our body needs at that time. If you're just hanging out at home, if you're doing anything other than like running an Ironman, your fuel needs are pretty low. So when you go to town and you have drinks and appetizers and dinner and dessert, or you open up the pantry and you just start eating and don't stop for a few hours, you've given your body more fuel than it needs. You've far exceeded your body's fuel needs. So what happens when we consume more than we need? The rest of it has to be stored. Your body says, okay, like we, we have way more than enough to keep your heart beating and, you know, your blood pumping so all the rest of it gets stored. You are either in 
a catabolic mode or an anabolic mode. You are either in a storage mode, there's extra, we got to put it someplace, or there's not enough, we've got to pull it and burn it. You're either in one of those two modes. And of course, when you give your body more fuel than it needs, you've put your body into storage mode. When it is in storage mode, it is not in fat burning mode. A lot of people will convince themselves that the next day, when the sun rises, there is some kind of metabolic reset. No, that's not true. There is a psychological reset. It's a new day. But your body doesn't just like, it's not like turning off and turning on your computer or resetting your phone. Your body doesn't have that reset because it's a new day kind of function at all. You can psychologically have a blank slate, but do not convince yourself that physiologically your body is back to ground zero the following day. Let's think about this in a little bit more detail. Last night, hypothetically, you ate all of the things, the cookies, the ice cream, the bottle of wine, the pretzels, and you figure, oh my gosh, I've blown it, so might as well finish off the ice cream in the freezer. Pick your scenario. Obviously, your blood sugar is going to rise and it's dose dependent. So this isn't just like I spiked my blood sugar because I had a cupcake. I spiked my blood sugar in the same way because I had a bottle of wine and a pizza and a few cookies and a handful of pretzels. It's dose dependent. So there is a greater increase in blood sugar and a greater increase in insulin based on how much you eat. So a binge compared to an indulgence is going to create a greater increase in the hormones that are associated with fuel consumption as well as in blood sugar, all of those things. It is dose dependent. The more you eat, the more sugar that hits your blood, the more insulin is secreted in response to that. It's the insulin that tells your body you are in storage mode, right? Because the insulin is responsible from ushering the sugar out of your bloodstream and finding a place to put it, either giving it to cells that need it or if your cells are like, you know, we're good here, taking the rest to either store in your liver, in your muscle, or convert to and store as body fat, adipose tissue. If you have a slight or a moderate increase in blood sugar, then you have a slight or a moderate increase in insulin, and you can get back to a state where your body doesn't have enough fuel in the pipeline from what you just ate, and it can tap into that storage. You can get back to that pretty quickly. However, The more significant the increase in blood sugar, the more significant the increase in insulin, the longer it takes for that process to happen. And you could be giving your body work to do for hours and hours and hours in the case of a binge, which just means it is that much longer before your body is even capable of getting to a place where you can burn your fuel reserves. The other big part of this 
is the stress that it puts on your body. Eating in general, when we have a meal, it creates a stress response in the body. Now, that doesn't mean we should never eat because it's stressful for our body. Anytime our body has to do work, that is a tax on the system. Just like anytime your car has to go up a hill, it taxes your car. But it's also what your car was meant to do, so no big deal. However, think about a car for a second. Let's say that once or twice a week you take your car out drag racing. You are putting a tremendous amount of stress and burden on that car and it absolutely without question shortens the lifespan of that car. Your car is a machine and the parts wear out with use and the more you demand of it, the more stress you put on it, the faster the machine wears out. And as much as we hate to think about it, the same thing is true with your precious body. With your car, just because you can drive the car home after the drag race and you haven't wrecked it, it doesn't mean there weren't consequences. Just because you don't see the accelerated wear and tear happening on your car doesn't mean it's not happening. The same thing is true with your body. Overeating is very taxing on your system. It is very stressful on your body and these parts are not unlimited. We take care of them to extend their life. And when we overburden them, even if we don't recognize it, acknowledge it, see it or feel it, it does not mean it's not happening. The other thing to consider the more you yo-yo, the more you have these like really great days and really awful days, the more hormonal imbalances you create. The more you slam your system with this blood sugar increase, this insulin exaggerated response, the less responsive you become to insulin because your body is like, well, it's always here, right? It is this tolerance effect that builds. You've heard me explain it before on the podcast with music. If you crank up your music, the first few minutes it's really loud, but over time it doesn't even strike you as loud anymore because it's just kind of always been that way. And we create this situation in our bodies with things like insulin that make weight loss really, really hard. And not it's not just about weight. It also significantly impairs our health. When we are constantly pumping insulin into the system because we overeat, because we overindulge, because we binge, whatever it is, the body's like, yeah, yeah, insulin again, right, right. And it doesn't respond as efficiently to insulin as it would if we didn't do that. What that means is it takes more insulin, a longer time to do its job, and that means we spend way more time in storage mode and our body doesn't get into that fat burning mode very often at all because insulin acts very, very slowly. And we want insulin to act very quickly. We want our bodies to be very sensitive to insulin because that means we can metabolize things, we can process things, we can store things quickly and efficiently and return back to a fat burning mode, a mode where our body uses our stored fuel, whether that stored fuel is fat 
or whether that stored fuel is glycogen in our muscle and in our liver. Essentially, when you routinely overeat, when you routinely binge, you're not metabolically efficient. And that makes fat burning harder. So every time you do this, every time you overeat, you're impairing your metabolic efficiency. It does not just, you wake up the next day and everything's reset. Over time, there is this cumulative effect of impairing your metabolic efficiency. All right? The other part of this is you're adding to your fuel reserve. So it takes all that much longer to get back to the baseline that you were at before that binge. Now, a lot of people think about this in terms of pounds, like, oh, I binged and my weight is up three pounds and it's going to take me two days to get back to wherever I was. A lot of that is water, certainly not necessarily all of it. But let's not think about it in terms of weight for a second. Let's think about it in terms of fuel reserve. And the fuel reserve, again, can be glycogen, glucose stored in chains in the liver and the muscle, but also body fat. And when you're, anything that you give your body beyond what it needs has to be stored. So if every day you're just giving yourself a little bit more than your body needs, every day a little bit more, and then you overeat or then you binge and you give your body a lot more than it needs, you are more frequently adding to your fuel reserve, excess weight, excess body fat, and you're creating a deficit, essentially, a deficit in terms of how long it's going to take you to get to the point where you can chip away at that, where you can make a dent in that. Keeping in mind, am I giving my body more fuel than it needs? And when I do, that's just extra. That's just extra that I have to allow my body to use, which means I can't keep contributing to this overage. I can't keep contributing to this overage. The other consequence part of this is the way that we respond to these blood sugar spikes and these insulin spikes. You will be more hungry. Yes, you might stuff yourself stupid and think, oh my God, I'm totally not eating for a really long time. But the reality is 12, 14, 16, 18, 24 hours later, because of this hormonal roller coaster you just took yourself on, you will be more hungry than you would have been if you hadn't overeaten, if you hadn't binged. And you will have more cravings. So not only are you putting wear and tear on your system, not only are you contributing to a fuel storage in your body, not only are you creating this hormonal nightmare for your system, but you are making yourself more hungry and giving yourself more cravings and triggering inflammation in your body. This is why so many people, after they overeat or after they binge, they have such great intentions for the following day and maybe the morning goes well, but in the afternoon, they're exhausted, their cravings are out of control and they figure, whatever, I already blew it. I'll just finish off the ice cream in the freezer so it's not here to tempt me tomorrow. When you overeat, you make it harder to eat well afterwards. It's not, part of it is practice, routine and habit and the pattern of behavior that you establish. But the other part of it is truly hormonal. It's truly 
physiological. When we binge, when we overeat, it suppresses your fat burning potential, not just while you're metabolizing it because you're in storage mode, but for days afterwards. You can suppress your body's ability to burn fat because of the hormonal implications of overeating for a couple of days. So challenge yourself to think, was it worth it? Maybe it was. But more often than not, I would say probably not. Probably not. So what do you do? I don't want this to be an episode or a conversation that makes you think, oh my God, I've totally ruined myself. Oh my gosh, what what a nightmare. Don't even think about the past because you can't do anything about it. Do not give your energy to guilt, to shame, to disappointment, to beating yourself up over something that's already done. Let's use this information to more intelligently move forward. Okay, do not allow yourself to waste your precious energy with negative emotion over something you can't change. It's done. We've all done it. Look, I overate and binge ate for most of my life. But today we can proceed more intelligently. We can start to ask ourselves the next time we're considering overeating, binge eating, is it worth it? Knowing what is going to happen in my body, knowing that I'm contributing to a fuel excess in my body, knowing that I'm taxing my body and making it harder to do well for the days coming afterwards, is it worth it? Am I able to just put off this decision for an hour, for 20 minutes? Can I just say, wait, just wait. Let me just think about this. Let me just really consider if this is truly what I want. Let me give it a little bit of space. Oftentimes, just not making the decision at the height of the temptation, at the height of the emotion, is all it takes. Considering, okay, if I want this thing, this pint of ice cream, this pizza, well, what's an improvement for me? If I would normally house the whole pizza, Maybe I'm, maybe I'm okay today just having two slices, right? Is it worth it? Do I really want this? Have I done this before and how did I feel about it afterwards? And no matter what, just move as quickly as possible to your next great choice. Take responsibility without drama. Not like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Why do I keep doing this? Don't tolerate that from yourself. It's just drama. Do not tolerate it from yourself. It does not help. Drink some water. Go for a walk. Challenge yourself to consider what you'll do differently next time. Be mindful of the fact that you might feel more hungry later, that you might have more cravings later, and that it's okay to just ride out those feelings. They're not going to hurt you. Always be mindful of how you can proceed more intelligently from here. Always be mindful of the tendency to drift to drama and victimization and frustration and tell yourself that doesn't help. I am a creative, energetic problem solver. I am in control here and I will choose an improvement and I will choose an improvement with a good attitude. That is what it is all about. I think it's important for us to have these conversations, give ourselves these reminders. I'm even giving myself these reminders. I find them really, really helpful. 
No matter what happened yesterday, ask yourself what you can do to win today. As for me, I am now headed to the gym, which is awesome, and drink plenty of water today. And I'm super excited. This week, I'm going to begin recreating Breaking Barriers, total overhaul of my very, 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 very favorite Primal Potential product, Breaking Barriers. It's all about the mental and emotional aspects of change, and I'm taking it down to the studs, rebuilding it completely, and I am so pumped about it. I will definitely let you know. Hoping to have it done um, before the end of the year. There's no reason I shouldn't hit that target, but I will absolutely let you guys know as those changes become available. Make it a great day, and I'll chat with you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. Hey Houston, Con's prices are invincible. That means prices have been cut low, as in amazingly low, as in won't be beat. In fact, we're backing it up with our low price guarantee. Invincible prices on appliances, furniture, electronics, mattresses, and more. Not invincible enough for you? How about free next day delivery on appliances, TVs, and mattresses? And payment options for everyone, whether you have good credit or building it. Visit Con's today and find out what invincible feels like. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.